Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hey guys, what's up? Seth here from the Anatomy of Marriage podcast and I am driving right now, hence the audio quality, and I just wanted to talk about a couple of different things. Right now I'm listening to the book The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. And I'm also reading Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins. And if you guys listened to the podcast recently, you know that I am going through these books. I also went to a therapist today. And the last time I went to a therapist, I did some EMDR work probably about maybe six to eight months ago. No, it was, it was, it was in October of 2018. That's right. So about eight, nine months ago. And we worked on some stuff. And I went to the therapist again to address anxiety issues. And I'm going to speak to the people that maybe have kind of low-grade mental issues going on. Like I have some anxiety. Probably it's diagnosed in the DSM as generalized anxiety disorder. So I'm not speaking to folks with complex trauma, with major depressive disorder, and you know agoraphobia or other mental health disorders that need regular treatment. I'm speaking to folks who have known that there's other stuff out there and the folks that just can't seem to get out of their head and I am my own worst enemy in this and this is also prompted by listening to one of my other favorite podcasts, The Order of Man podcast by Ryan Mickler. He was on season one if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one. And it kind of pumped me up. And sometimes I feel like a real hypocrite because I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and my marriage hasn't been the best. We are working on it every single day. Right now we're in a good spot and it has been really good lately, you know. And when I mean lately, I mean the past couple of years. There have been some real crap to go down stuff that I've had to work through, stuff that Melanie's had to work through. But the thing is, the caveat is that we're working on it. 
right? And when I say I feel like a hypocrite, it's because I give advice all day. We talk about stuff on the show. And whenever I get like kind of inspired and want to talk like this, I am literally and actually speaking to myself on this. So I am not calling any dude out. I'm not calling the ladies out. I'm literally calling myself out and saying what I need to hear and what also I want to hear. So I've been blessed. I've had no major complex trauma happen. I was sexually assaulted when I was a kid in middle school and that was crappy and then some other stuff going on. But luckily I've gotten through that and I'm very, very, very blessed. And sometimes I'm thinking, Seth, wake the F up. What, what are you doing? And then I go down this kind of shame kind of spiral thing of like, Hey, your life is better than a lot of people, right? I think we can all say that we're always, we're always worse off than some people and we're always better off than other people. And what I'm saying to myself right now is do the work, listen to stuff, kick your own butt and get with it, right? Like the Mel Robbins book also that I just read, the five second rule has been so helpful because whenever we get in a downward shame spiral or a negative self-talk or doubting ourselves or having low self-esteem or thinking, what are we doing? It's good to ask the question, what is, what is this for? What am I doing this for? And for so freaking long, I have literally lived for other people while some, but sometimes it looks selfish because I like have enough and I'm like, forget it. I'm out of here. I'm eating a hundred scones and I don't care how much it costs. And that's not really been helpful to be a family man and a dad and a husband. And then also I've coped by drinking too much alcohol to kind of check out. And obviously that is not healthy. It's not in balance. And when I'm talking about the five second rule, I like to use the five second rule of, oh, I'm negative self-talk right now. I'm anxious. I, whatever, I don't want to work out. I don't want to talk to Melanie. I don't want to address this issue. I don't want to speak up for myself. I don't want to do something hard. Five, four, three, two, one, do it. And once I start the five countdown, I absolutely cannot stop. I have not stopped. And I did the cold dip. Here's a good example. And you may have seen some videos of it that we posted, but I would do the cold dip in the dead of winter. The water temperature would be frozen about, you know, two or three inches on top. The water would be 33 degrees right above freezing. And I would stand at the back door in my underwear and start the count. I would be, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh my gosh, I have to do it. Five. And as soon as the word five came out of my mouth, I did the countdown and I never, never, never stopped. And I always did it. And guess what? I was glad, I was ecstatic every single time that I did something that I did not want to do and that started with the five second rule. So guys, if you're a husband, if you're a boyfriend, whatever, if you're single and you're struggling with something, do the five second rule and change your life. Just because something is hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Just because something is taxing or you're tired or it's going to be difficult and it puts you out of your comfort zone, it's that's a sign that I use that I have to do it. 
I absolutely have to do it because if I don't do it, if I don't do the five second rule, I'll think about it too much and then I'll get in my head and out of my heart and out of my body and I'll start to justify why I shouldn't do it. It's too cold. I was up late last night. Well, I'm scared. I don't know how to public speak. I don't want to approach my wife sexually or my girlfriend or whatever. And then as soon as you get in your head, boom, it's OV, it's over, you're done. And I can speak to this from experience. I wish that I have, would have, or maybe not because it's been a learning experience, but I can't imagine what things would be like if every time that I wanted to do something, that I wanted to talk to like a girl in high school or wanted to speak up in class or wanted to try out for a play, all kinds of things. If I just said yes to that and done the five second rule, my life would look a lot different. And I'm not saying that because I have any regrets. I, I literally don't think that I have regrets because I've been able to turn those seeming regrets into something positive. I've been able to learn a real life lesson that has helped me grow. And I think I attribute much of that to Melanie and having a growth mindset and her introducing me to the growth mindset. And I, I want to say, I don't know, I want to maybe brag a little bit, but last year, and I've talked about this on the show, but 2018 was like a year that clicked for me because I did about eight zillion things that I never thought that I would do. Like so many things that I thought, what am I doing? I don't belong here. How did I get here? And that's from everything to multiple, like, like, let me see, five, no, maybe four public speaking events where I would speak at university where I spoke in Abu Dhabi at an international mental health conference. What am I doing there? I don't belong there. Everybody else were, were psychiatrists. They didn't speak English. They were doctors. They were MDs. They were PhDs. It was crazy. But here I was talking about stuff that I know. And I think that that was part of my best and highest calling. And this year, we've had already multiple speaking engagements. We've done our own uh, first annual AOM conference, which is crazy. And I've done a lot of other stuff with work and in Indian country. And I'm proud of myself. I really put myself out of the, the comfort zone. And sometimes I tell clients, and again, I tell this to myself, every time that I've worked out or eaten healthy, like after, right after I work out or do something, I am never ever like, well, that was stupid. I shouldn't have run three miles. I shouldn't have run that 5K. Why did I get up early and work out? No, I've been glad. Like, you did it, Seth. You did what you planned to do. You did what you said you were going to do. And like one of my other favorite guys, Ed Milet, he talks about a way to build self-confidence is you don't have to have validation from other people, from your parents, from your coworkers, from your spouse. Self-confidence starts with validation from yourself. If you believe in yourself, and if you can trust yourself and you do what you say you're going to do, what does that do to your mind? What is, how does that change your thinking? It changes it by saying, I'm a person that does what they say they're going to do. I'm a person that is trustworthy. I am a person that follows through. And I am a person that's solid. 
and the high performance planner by uh, Brendan Bruchard that Melanie and I have been using I've been using mine for about three weeks it, it's a really great, great question it's, uh, it asks if there's one key word today to describe how and who you want to be what is it and you get to choose the word and you have to you know give a reason for it and more days than not I've chosen the word like solid or consistent or resilient or whatever because that's the type of person that I want to be I want to follow through I want to stay on task I want to be a man a husband a father a worker a human that is the type of person that stays on task because that's something that I really struggle with. Go down a Facebook rabbit hole or think of traveling to other lands. You know, I love looking at plane tickets and thinking, whoa, what would this airport be like? And what if I had a stop over here? And like, I have a weird obsession with airports and airplanes. For some reason, I just aviation, I really like it because it takes me to a different place and it's just kind of really fun, I think. And, but, I find myself really checking out. Oh, I got to do case notes or I got to do stuff for the show or I need to talk to Melanie about something that I don't want to talk about. I find myself checking out, checking email or doing whatever, right? And that's not who I want to be. I want to be solid and consistent and resilient. And then another great question that that uh, Brennan Bruchard's High Performance Planner asks is, and this is really good because it kind of externalizes, it gives you... And uh, an outward look into the, the type of person you want to be and what you really think about yourself. And it says, at the end of the day, if you were your own high-performance coach, you know, a life coach or a therapist or whatever you want to call it, if you were that person, what advice would you give yourself or how would you sum up your day, right? And a lot of times it's been, hey, man, this is me talking to myself at the end of the day. Hey, man, you're doing it. You stayed on task today, just keep it consistent. And I know that if I if I am consistent, right? You you don't hike to a mountain in, you know, one step and then step 100. No, there's 99 in between 1 and 100. And if you stay consistent, little steps, sometimes you're going to, you know, I don't know, jump a couple of steps or whatever. Other times you may take a, a bunch of little mini steps, baby steps. But if you stay consistent in the same direction, then you're, you're going to get where you want to be. And I've also learned that sometimes what I focus on expands. And that has been, uh, and this is, this is counterintuitive, what I focus on expands. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way that I want to. And I'm thinking, well, I'm working out. I'm, I'm eating right. You know, why don't I have six-pack abs or whatever? And it's like I'm trying too hard. You know, just let the process be. And again, this is literally just talking to myself about this. And with the podcast, I get a lot of the guys uh, emailing in saying, my wife is, you know, XYZ. How can we do this? And how can we do that? And I guarantee you that if you are able to let go of that stuff, if you're able to trust the process and just be and always try your hardest to work to your highest and best calling, whatever that is. Like I know that my highest and best calling, and probably for most humans, is to be loving, to be kind, to be patient, to have wisdom, to seek wisdom, to be calm. All these things, right? 
And if we do that, and in our culture and maybe our family of origins, this wasn't taught, so we have to practice it, which I know God knows that I have had to practice it, and I have to try to maintain it every single day. If I'm able to do that, then at the end of the day, my own self as high-performance coach can say, hey, you did it. You did it today. It worked, and you did a good job. And that feels so freaking good when I can say, all right, this was a good day. I had my day planned out. Of course, I you know, give room for like weird things that happen. If clients call or a kid gets sick or something happens, I have to pick up something from the grocery store or whatever. Sure, there's, there's room for that, clearly. And if I'm able to check off on my list, hey, I did all these things that I said I was going to do. I stayed focused. I had top three priorities today and I was able to chip at what <clears throat> chip away at those. It feels so good. So good. It feels much better than vegging out on Facebook for 30 minutes in the morning. It feels so much better than just watching a show of Vikings and not going to play with the kids or spending time at night with Melanie. It feels so much better you know, getting that run in rather than sleeping in an extra 10 minutes and not running. You know, the way that we start our first hour <clears throat> of the day, there's other studies that say um, wake up early and uh, all the things you do before 8 a.m. will literally determine the, how the rest of your day goes. Again, not counting random things that come up, but if you're focused, if you do a journal, if you do all this stuff, work out, drink water, uh, you know, have affirmations or whatever, plan out your day. And if you can control, they say control the morning, control the day. Or uh, I think Aubrey Marcus has a book that I read. Maybe it's called Seize the Day. No, Seize the Morning, Seize the Day or something like that. It's a really good book. I read it and it's all true and it's really good. So hopefully this little motivational piece will help you this, it's a totally random thing. And I was thinking about maybe having a podcast for guys too. I don't know if that would resonate with the dudes. If all the wives who listen, which I think we have more female listeners than male listeners, you guys tell your husbands, say, hey, get with it, dude. Listen to this guy. And not just listen to me because I know, I don't know. Again, I'm saying all this stuff because I need the motivation. I need the inspiration. And I need the reminder that I've done all these things before. And here's another thing that I really loved. And it's from a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. If you haven't read it, absolutely go read it. It's the book kills. And if you have done something before, something physical, something mental, something emotional, if you have dug deep and done something so amazingly hard before, guess what? You can absolutely do it again. Physically, you can do it again. Mentally, you can do it again. Emotionally, you can do it again. But we play these stupid mind games that try to keep ourselves from, uh, from getting out of our comfort zones, right? And growth happens in comfort zones. Growth and a comfort zone, they don't live in the same universe. They don't. They can't. It's like oil and water. When you grow, you have to be out of your comfort zone. That's why we grow. We're not happy with something the way it is. Think of our bones. Like, you know, I used to have growing pains, as many people did when they were kids. We're growing because it's an unstoppable force, and it's supposed to be that way. And growing 
is good. I'm glad that I'm not four foot three, <laughs> right? I'm glad that I grew. Was I glad that I was growing when I was crying at night when I was a little kid and my mom would have to, you know, rub my legs or whatever? No, I didn't like that. But I'm glad that I'm taller now, right? I'm not super tall, but, uh, right? I wish I had more growing pains, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, growth happens when you're out of the comfort zone. So don't be afraid. If you've done it before, you can absolutely do it again. Like I've, I've done, let's see, three miles on 7.5 speed on a treadmill. And that's, that, I think that's like a, maybe a seven or seven and a half minute mile, right? And I think, oh gosh, this is so hard. But guess what? I've done it and there's no reason I cannot do it again unless I break my leg or I have some weird fracture or something like that. But that hasn't happened yet, so I could do it right now in two seconds after I hang up from this podcast. I could absolutely do it. Do I want to? No. It's kind of late in the day and I'm kind of tired. I've been driving all day. But I absolutely could do it if I get out of my head and get into my body because I can do it. So you guys got this. Again, this motivation isn't just for you. It's for me. It helps me out. I'll probably listen to it later, maybe if I'm in a funk or something, and just listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, okay, those are some good words. Not because I said them, just because I've like regurgitated other positive stuff that I have done and other positive stuff that I've listened to, right? I have a daily dose of podcasts, of books, of journaling, of planning out every single stupid day and working out and drinking a ton of water because if I don't do that, I don't get the results that I want. So you guys got this. Go for it. Don't bullcrap yourselves and you can do it. All right. Peace out, people.